Welcome back to Breakthrough Conversations. My name is Brett English. My name is Ryan Ortega. And we've got Giles Roberts here from G Projects. He's a creative consultant who works on education, entertainment, and experience. And uh, thanks for coming down, brother. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Much gratitude. Can you tell us about how you started G Projects and what was the driving yeah, force behind that? Sure. So I was in Chile about 10 years ago, maybe 15 now. And I was working for a little media company there. Yeah. And they didn't really have a, like a site to put out their, their um, media for, so I started mm. doing it myself. And I was just like, what am I doing? I'm projecting what they're doing. And I was like, well, I need a name for that. I'm kind of projecting. And then G is just kind of who I have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Giles, Gino yeah. is my nickname. So yeah, G yeah. was kind of the essence of who I am. And so it became G Projects. Nice. Like projecting things. Yeah. And then it kind of evolved into working on different projects over time. Yeah. So. The way I see it is that I jump on board a project and I G that project. Yeah, yeah. So I give that's it a bit broad. of my G. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so it's pretty broad. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. random. Um, but it's taken me to some cool places and I've met very interesting, interesting people. people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what were you doing in, um, in Chile? You said you were working in Chile as yeah. well? Yeah. So this is, I've been to Chile twice. This was the first time um, around 2010. And I originally went to film a documentary on a friend of mine called Tito. Tito. Who is a an artist from Melbourne okay, who ended up cool. living in, in Latin America and he's a, he's a clown and I can send you his stuff because oh, really? he's yeah, I'm keen. amazing and so I went to film him with this idea, I was working here in events and I was like I want to do something creative, I was about 26 or whatever at the time as I want to just leave and so I went to Chile and um, went to film this guy's life mm. over a, a period of a couple of years and lived in a circus in Chile um, and then all of a sudden kind of just got involved in that life and funnily enough it didn't I you know the documentary became just something I was doing and I was actually just living with this guy filming his life that's cool learning about a different way of living yeah and, yeah um, Rob was this guy who lived in a circus he would get up at 5am every morning wow. go to a wealthy part of the city do a traffic light show yeah make his money in the first hour of the day and more money than most what kind make. of money would you make in the first hour of the day? So he was he was pretty smart. And Chile, Chile is um, an interesting place. And Rob is a tall, weird, white guy from Melbourne. Yeah. So he, he looks different for a start. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He then wears a big kind of um, <laughs> like funny circus outfit. So then he stands out even more. Yeah. Yeah. Like being this gringo in Latin America. He then has a ro- like a slack line that he stands on between traffic lights. So he's, he's up high. And people can give you a donation of, say, one Luca, which is probably $2 in, yeah. a, in a note form. Nice. But that, he would make maybe 60 Lucas in an hour. Wow. And that's like 120 bucks in an hour. That's not bad. For yeah, wow. a, in a South American wage, which is like the equivalent probably of like three, four hundred dollars a day here. Yeah, oh, wow. In that's his first, quite good. Yeah. It's amazing. In his yeah. first hour of the day. And then the rest of the day, he would come back, learn his craft, which is clowning and juggling. Um, teach himself new skills, take workshops. And I was just like, wow, this guy's kind of... On the ball. On the ball. Yeah. yeah. So that was an interesting start to, <laughs> to G Projects. Dude, um, is that documentary available for us to watch? It's not, and I, st- I still actually have to edit it. But this okay. is, the funny thing is that it, it, this is what it became. It became I've got lots of video, um, YouTube videos, yeah. and I can send you, send you yeah, one. But um, uh, it just became kind of more of me learning about simple living yeah. and how if you just kind of... Um, you really can just do anything. And that was the, you know, yeah. like it was funny, like I didn't really come out with the product from it, but I had a massive learning experience. Yeah, yeah, Ended yeah. up working for other documentaries in, in Latin America and um, yeah, learned a lot about simple living, 
yeah. close living uh, community stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. An example of a first random project, I'd say. Yeah. Tito. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's, that's and plenty crazy. more. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Though. Yeah. I, I, I actually would be. I actually would watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, I can send you some dope. snippets. I've got lots of yeah. snippets. Um, yeah. And he now does. He's since moved to the south of Chile, where he's built his own kind of tiny space and does a lot of um, less street work, but more kind of like government and again community work. So mm, he's done really yeah. well as a clown. Yeah. yeah. Foreign clown in another country. Um, but yeah, I've definitely got some snippets. That, yeah. And I was on another documentary that, that like professionals filmed him because mm. I was just doing it with like phones and oh, you know, there's little Canon cameras we used to have. Yeah. yeah this yeah, was yeah. before um, Instagram and things like oh, that. Wow. So oh, probably wow. Should, okay. It probably should have been an Instagram story or, a, yeah, yeah. A, you know. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the beginning of, of G Project. So that's I'm still amazing. in touch with Rob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine that process of like leaving Melbourne and going to Chile to be a clown? Like it's a big, like it's a different. Yeah, it's a big step, man. Yeah, yeah. he's an interesting guy. I'll yeah. send you his stuff. You, you'll yeah. be exciting. It's ballsy as well. It is. Yeah, it's very yeah. ballsy. And, yeah, and but look, if you, if you find a niche where he's a tall, skinny, weird white guy, maybe if he was doing that in Melbourne, it would, he'd still get there, but it would yeah. be a different. Whereas if you go and just go to Chile, where you're completely different, different and random, yeah. and someone doesn't have that, they're like, wow, like. Um, it's like leverage, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I see that a little bit here, maybe in Australia with actors or people doing some things. I'm like, there's a lot of you, there's a lot of you doing, and it's going to be really hard. Mm. Go to India, you know? There's a big, there's a massive film scene in India. Mm. Go go and be a random dude in India. You might get some, you know, you're different. Yeah. So being different, I guess. Yeah. Finding yeah. a space where you are different. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I actually yeah. love that idea, man. <laughs> um, with G Projects, mm. we've been going for a while in Perth. What are some of the projects that you actually are gravitating towards or, or, or pulling in types yeah. of styles and that sort of thing? Sure. So at the moment, I'm working for primarily for a youth-based organisation called Zero to Hero. Yeah. And my role is to come in and look at their programs. Mm. And we go into schools and we deliver, I guess it's yeah, mental health type content. So yeah. um, resilience, mm. uh, love yourself, um, compassion type projects. And my job is to come in, because they're written by psychologists, and there's some great information there, but I That's guess cool. delivering that to high school students, it needs to be a bit more fun, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. so my job is to jump on those projects, spice them up, put a bit of that mm. creative flair in, and then deliver yeah. them back to the schools in, in an entertaining way. Cool. Um, and that's where like um, film and kind of acting background comes into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the main project, and that's, I'm working for them on a kind of part-time yeah. Basis, so I kind of organise yeah, with each yeah. different project how I can be part of it and still have a bit of time to yeah, man. run what I'm doing as well. Um, I teach surfing as well, which is pretty interesting. That's cool, man. Oh, well, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was teaching for again a mental health service called Waves Wellness. Nice. And that is um, was in Scarborough, and we get up early and kind of run these uh, mental health surfing groups, and that kind of falls under the group which I run called the Cappuccino Surfers. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> pretty cool. Sort of cool, yeah. Yeah, a random cool. group, um, which is kind of an idea, which was to be to like de demystify surfing and make it a fun type thing. I don't know if you yeah. like grew up in Australia. Surfing's this kind of uh, tough, blokey thing that you just get given a board and chucked out in the waves. It's quite and serious. Yeah. Like it's pretty yeah. serious. Some of the guys at Trig Beach are pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit rough, right? And so the, the cappuccino surfers was like, you had to be a bad surfer. Like, you couldn't be a good surfer okay, to join. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, like, and, the, and the theme was like um, big waves. So small waves, big froth. So it was like having a cappuccino 
and that's evolved into me coaching and, yeah. and it being more of a, um, a coaching service. But originally it was, yeah, like a get together group. There's a great group called Club Shuckers that do an all Club female yeah. surf group and, and cappuccino servers would just be the inclusive okay. Uh, okay. Oh, inclusive group. Cool. Yeah. Haven't done much with it at the moment just because yeah. I'm like, my projects are the one which need the most work, as yeah, in, yeah. as in, and the ones I work on for other people are usually the way I put a lot of my more yeah, money yeah. into. Yeah, you got yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, so what is it you wanted to do for yourself? Probably? Yeah, oh, good, yeah, good question. Thank you. So I, I think um, moving into that space of experience, like yeah. I, I don't know really what to call. I guess it's like wellness, uh, holistic, holistic health, um, holistic stuff. health. Yeah. Mm. It's fairly new to me. I'd started to touch on it in Sydney when I was there a couple of years ago, and. I went to a few cool things there, like Buddha Bar, Castle Drumming, and that kind of world. Nice. But I've really found coming back to Perth, there's a really thriving scene here, and was involved in you know, Liberators and yeah. lots of Frio type um, crews, um, Sean and, and yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. As, as well. And then how to use the skills from your past in your in your future. So I'm like, how can I use entertainment or my education stuff into this new type of work. Mm. Um, so I've been going under the guise of um, social solutions, which is basically Beautiful. Sol for me, which I think um, I think there's something to do with belonging. Mm, um, yeah. And I don't know how to like everything I see in this in this that kind of world comes back to being part of something, feeling like you're part of something. Mm. I know my own journey in kind of mental mental health and, yeah. and depression is that if I'm feeling like I'm have a belonging that I feel good, yeah. I don't know. And so I think- That makes sense. Some way, and then also being able to use those skills. I've done a lot of work in um, music space and film space and art spaces, which, which are really great. But mm. I also feel like they're spaces which revolve around, a lot around um, alcohol and, and like hard working, you know, like long hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so mean. it's not, it's, it's great. I've had a great experience in the arts, but I think, um, moving forward i'd like to use those skills in retreats or in you know mm. this kind of stuff or producing Beautiful. goodness for people like what, yeah, yeah, you, know, what yeah. you guys are doing so that's amazing man um it's awesome to connect in that in that level yeah mm. yeah you, you spent a lot of time coaching obviously the youth mental health is a big big thing yeah well, what, do you, what do you think is like a common themes that are occurring in, in the youth and people in general as far as mental health and things like that comparison which is a huge yeah. problem so having these which is buzzing right now, yeah. is awesome. But it's, yeah. this is the main, I, th I mean, oh, I'm really? a victim of it as well, but I also yeah. use it, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Mm. Um, what I see in high schools is, and I didn't have the internet when I was at, at what well, just came in when I was leaving school. I do a bit of a talk at this in high yeah. school. So I show them like an image of like our old computers, you know, like the Commodore 64. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I'm bloop, you know, it takes 50 minutes to turn on. It's a green dialogue, screen, dial-up. Yeah. You'd load a page and it would take, you know, like an hour or whatever. And they're just looking at me like this. And we were like, yeah, and we thought back at school, we're like, yeah, we're going to have these um, contraptions in the future. Yeah. Like, uh, we're going to have a big, that was what we thought. And yeah, now Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now they're here. We have them, which way. is cool. And we can do all this cool stuff, but also within that, within social media, within the internet, um, teens, I think these days, uh, you you can compare now to mm. not only like you're, as if you're in a village status or, you know, in a, in a small school or a small town, yeah. you're comparing yourself to your peers. And then there's maybe a healthy level of um, challenge and a healthy level yeah. of um, comparison. Yeah. Whereas now you're comparing to 
the rest of the world. The rest of the world, yeah. who are all putting their best moments up online, which maybe yeah. I think it's changing a bit now as well. People are becoming more truthful with online stuff, but it's all mm. it's a production, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what we put up is is can be edited, and so I think if you've grown up without that coming in, you can you can see quite clearly the difference between the two. Yeah. If you've grown up with it, it's normal, so you don't necessarily see that it's mm. produced. Yeah, yep. yeah. So um, I think comparison is huge. Um, we're so connected, but disconnected, especially during COVID. Obviously, it's been hard. You know, people need people. You know, yeah. like yeah. people really want, and like I said for myself, connection, belonging. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's a lot of pressure on teens these days as well to to perform. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of pressure to uh, to be great at everything. Like you look on and there's like a 21 year old who's got heaps of Bitcoin and owns a car. And so how do you feel, you know, you feel, you know yeah. if you don't have that, exactly. uh, again, yeah. comparison. Yeah, it's kind of um, getting them to realize that their journey is their journey. Yeah, and yeah. then aspects of beauty and all that kind of stuff as well. Now that everyone's like, it's kind of normal to, and I use this example as well. Like it's normal to put a picture of your bum online yeah. as a as a woman, kind of not normal, but that's. that's but then if you talk, normal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you talk to someone on a bus, you're a weirdo, you know. So this is yeah. this is the <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah, where the yeah, world's yeah. going, and oh, so yeah, I, yeah. I get in there and go, hey guys, what do you think about this? And I know that's part of times changing. Like you know, um, for example, when the first car came in, people probably went, oh, car, we're going to stay with horse and cart, and yeah, yeah, and, you know, and then all of a sudden horses go, and then you, you don't ever think about them again, like yeah. books or like whatever it is. But yeah. um, there are some things that yeah, we just got to be careful with, like how we're where mm. we're going and how to keep some of the old. Yeah, it's a trip. I don't. It is, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for teens actually these days. Yeah, it's nowadays hard, I think it's it's mm. uh, it's very interesting, like seeing how they're like growing up and what they're like exposed to. I guess we were, we were kind of lucky because we were like kind of in between. So I think we didn't really get a proper access to the internet or like um, technology until maybe yeah. we were like 13 or 14, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's like at that time you have your youth, you can go out, you can do your own stuff. You kind of like, you're, um, you can go out, you've gone outside, you've played with yeah. your friends. So like you, you weren't like playing like Xbox or like getting lost in the digital world when you're really young. We, yeah. had, a, we had a good 50-50 yeah. growing up, I feel. Like. Yeah. 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 Was what, what year were you born? I was born in 83, so 83. I think the internet at our school came in when, we were, when I was 16, like year 11 or something like that. Yeah. But then okay. it wasn't really, yeah. I didn't have Facebook till I was like 25. I was like, I'm never getting any of that stuff yeah. now. I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is you can't now, you can't do anything without someone as a teen filming you. Exactly. So you yeah. could fuck up, you know, as, Young, you know, younger people and, and make mistakes, but now there's always it's always documented, so you can't, you, you, you know, would yeah, that forever, stop yeah, you from doing stuff maybe, or do you do you do do it because you are being filmed? Like it adds a yeah yeah, yeah adds yeah. a trip to, it. and I do it my myself, so and I'm and I'm a 38 year old now, so <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Imagine what it's what like mean. for the for the teens, but mm. yeah, but doing like the um, holistic health side of stuff, so mm. like um, stuff like that we did on Sunday. Yeah, that how, was cool. How do you like implement or what differences do you find between that and like the stuff like that they tell you to teach or they ask you to teach um, ah, to the students? Yeah, cool. Okay, so in, in education, education type stuff. stuff mm. yeah. yeah, so my um my chain like my journey into education was coming from a like a production film background yeah. and acting and I was like, "Oh, I want to go and was in advertising and that was awesome for a while until I felt it didn't really serve me anymore mm. or I was advertising things I didn't believe in yeah or just getting majorly ripped off because you're just a you're just a kind of a a player in a big game 
Uh, and so I, when I came back to Perth, I was like, okay, I'm gonna use those skills to teach acting skills, to teach that. And I went through the process of starting to become a high school teacher. Yeah. And then because I hadn't studied drama, mm. I couldn't teach it. And so I was doing, and I was like doing all this. And then, then they made me study like Irish literature to be able to, and I was just like, what, what the, the hell? what is yeah, going yeah, on yeah, here? Yeah, this is yeah, backwards. Yeah. And so I like. Just, just want to perform. Yeah. And, yeah. and I started working in, uh, or teach performance. And I started working in high schools as an EA. And, and I saw how much pressure the teachers are under and the students and just thought like, there's a lot of, um, I didn't really see maybe my space as a high school teacher. Like I thought I could be more effective as someone coming in mm. from outside with a program. And there's lots yeah. of cool programs. You can be a facilitator or a, an educator. And I feel maybe have a bit more of an impact and be less of a disciplinarian, which I thought I was, that's probably what I was going to yeah. end up doing. And you avoid that trap. Hats yeah. off to the teachers because they're doing some crazy like hours and, and they are, they're social workers, they're teachers, they're mental, like they have to do everything. Mm. Um, and the schools in our spaces where you have to do all this stuff. Anyway, cut, cut forward. So I, went, I found Zero to Hero and um, became a facilitator there. Their projects are actually quite forward thinking. They're quite cool. Yeah. Um, maybe teen versions of what we might find in a workshop um, like we were, like we were with um, Urge on the weekend. Mm. Maybe in a high school, you won't see that as much just yet, but it's yeah. definitely coming in. Um, seems to be in the more wealthier high schools that they have like a wellness program. So I teach surfing for St Hilda's, and that's part of the wellness program. Okay, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're lucky because they've got the money to be able to afford yeah. people yeah. to come in. Yeah. Like they do rites of passage, they do. Oh wow! But it's coming in, and even like um, there's schools who do like um, five minute mindfulness. Uh, Frio College, I worked in a rap room, which was like a rest and resilience room. So it's definitely no. starting to infiltrate. Oh, wow. into what, crazy. Yeah. What, what would be a good rite of passage for people leaving high school? Well, that's Besides a question. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that's it. We, we, um, we lack that in our yeah. societies, I think. And um, it's related to now getting a car and being able to drink alcohol, yeah. which yeah. are givens. They're not, they're not really something you've earned. It's mm. not a huge responsibility. Um, I think like going away to the bush, mm. learning about our land and our culture from maybe from the indigenous people who yeah. from here would be epic uh, for a start. Be, uh, learning how to um, be self-sufficient, mm, learning yeah. how to have relationships with people, um, learning about yourself. Mushrooms. Mm. Mushroom. Yeah, <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. Like, in, in, in a, so this stuff you don't get taught in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how to change a tire in a car, you know, like how yeah. to do a tax return, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. shit it's, you it's, might it's, use in your life. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, and there's some great programs that do that, you know, Good Blokes Co here, Mankind Project. Um, there are lots of programs, but they're not part of, um, because we live in dispersed communities and different cultures, we don't, you know, maybe you would have got that originally in your Italian family by mm. taking over the local grocery business, or I don't know if you're an Irish fisherman, maybe you joined that, you know, when you were younger, we, we kind of miss that. We're all so individualistic that we, there isn't a, a team of uncles who are going to take you away and separate you from your mum or separate the men from the women. And um, but again, that's yeah. something I think it's coming in again. People are, are noticing that we, we need it. And it's important. Definitely, yeah. Um, and yeah, big ups to the people who are doing it because there's some people out there really doing some great yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. I think yeah, I think it's quite important, like especially like after you leave high school. Because to, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I think. I learned more my first year out of high school than I did all my life in yeah, high school. Massively. Yeah, massively. That's like um, getting a job, um, 
doing your taxes, all yeah. those like little tidbits. Failing at some stuff. Yeah, failing yeah. at some stuff. <laughs> you know, like the, um, the tenacity that it takes to actually go to work when you don't want to, you know, you know stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, shift work, all the all that kind of stuff. Like, um, if you want to get like a cert to um, uni, they applying for all these things. Even to yeah. be honest, even something as simple as putting in a proper application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's something that should be taught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not even taught how to like just fill out like an application properly. Like, there, there was a, um, I used to live with someone who just did not know how to fill out an application. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's like the most basic basic skill they should teach you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like even it, it was wild. Like for me, like how I got my first jobs wasn't by like applying online. Mm. You know, like I, I printed out my resume, blah blah blah, and I actually went to, went out and handed my resume to every yeah. single place that I wanted to get a job. In person. In person. Whereas some people, to, some people used to say, "Oh no, I can't get a job." I'm like, "Bro, I'm like." 17, 18. Get out there, like, yeah. yeah, just get out there, get your resume, and just yeah. go out there and do it. Mm. Or meet some people. Or meet some people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just something that we just, yeah, we really, really needed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that break, like you don't, I think there's a lot of pressure at high school when you're that age that you have to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. So that you're making you decide what, like, particular thing you have to be rather than w like what we learned on Sunday, which is like, mm. who do you want to be? Mm. Because what you're going to do is going to change, right? So, you know, that that element you might be uh, you know uh, someone who fixes cars and you end up selling cars and you end up you know there's I, f I feel like you always use part of your past in your future yeah um, but if you're concentrating on who, who you want to be not not like what that particular you know box of oh, I'm gonna be mm. an accountant or an architect or whatever um, then it's a bit easier to make this, the changes in life because nothing is like certain anymore. Yeah, There's no yeah. jobs forever. It's everyone's a brand. Uh, it's a very different world. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think um, time out of school, after school, or during school to be able to like reflect on what you actually want to do, yeah. and then to know, to know how do you know? Like, I'm nearly forty and I'm kind of working it out now. You know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How, how, what, what happened with you and your journey that you sort of broke the mold of leaving advertising and going down a different path? Was there any like tools you used or any experiences that sort of hit you? Yeah. yeah, there's a few different things. So um, I think the kind of pathway went like this, like I left school here, went yeah. to France um, after high school, yeah. uh, worked there for a while. Straight, came back. straight away? Yeah, straight away. And oh, it was that, wow. that feeling as well, just having to... What made like, you be like, I'm going to France? Like, um, roll of a dice? I, don't know, I just wanted to do something different. I enjoyed yeah. French at high school. I was, good, I was good at languages, like I sucked at maths and yeah. I was like, okay, what am I good at? You can speak French? You can speak French. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Voila. Hell yeah. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there I came back and studied and came, uh, worked in like um, events and communications and things like that and then went to Chile and uh, worked on film, which I'd never done before. I just nice. started making up and then I went back to Sydney mm. and, st and went to TAFE, which I found to be much more hands-on than university, which mm -hmm. I like film school at TAFE was probably where I should have gone straight away. But yeah, yeah. And then from there, going through film school realized that um, I was more of an in-person, you know, yeah, performer, yeah. producer, director type person than a technical person. Mm. And so when it got into acting through that, and then acting I think was great, I started off with a really great idea of like, okay, I'm just gonna work for like um, all these great companies, you know, like uh, 
Greenpeace and I did a whole bunch of kind of activism type ads and then... A lot of commercials? A lot of commercials, okay, nice, yeah, yeah, like 10 years of commercials um, before influencers came yeah. in. Maybe well you look familiar. Maybe I've seen you. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the average white guy. Meet you know, <laughs> one white guy. No, no, that's me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and uh, so I did that for, and it was good. And then influencers started to come in, and that's when that whole world was changing. And I, yeah. I went on a different path. But leaving, I think, um, that space because it worked well because I was able to do like a job a month or a job every two weeks and have enough money to work on music or community yeah. arts projects. Like I didn't have to go to a job every day. Uh, but then again, that that lifestyle is hard because you never know when you're going to get your next pay packet. You got to really True. hustle for every job. Um, and I was lucky because I was just average white guy. You know, you needed one Indian guy, one one white, one like yeah, blonde yeah. dude, one a Asian female. I was always put together with this other Asian lady, and yeah. she's like, "Hi, average white guy," and I was like, a "Asian lady," because like, they put us together. That's you know? So like, funny. Yeah. Wow, man. But it, it got to a point where I was starting to take jobs for for projects I didn't believe in, mm. and I was with the face of it. You yeah, know, I'd yeah. see my face. I was like, "Oh, it's not." Yeah, don't really, it doesn't feel right. good anymore, you know? Yeah, it's different um, when you can really see it externalised, like, well, shit. You know? Yeah, it was there, and I'm on stuff, and still today I'm on things, some good, some bad, and so I kind of went, oh, what, how can I use these skills? Went back to Chile yeah. um, to see, so it's like this guy yeah, I keep yeah, seeing yeah. every 10 years, and he, he's like, the guy who he's like my guru, yeah, he teaches me, like, that clown, he, he's like yeah. yeah, and he was doing That's great awesome. community teaching and, and, like, his stuff, and so I, I got inspired by that again, and came back at the start of COVID here and have been in kind of education. That's awesome. Okay, that's and cool. entertainment a little bit since. Entertainment to pay the, yeah. the bills because education <laughs> yeah. tax. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Love to, love so to talk, talk to this clown in Chile, huh? Yeah, like, Tito, Rob Cartwright. I'll is send he a bit of stuff. a guru? Like his, his way of thinking He's is definitely very clever. Yeah. Um, and has done a lot of ayahuasca, has done a lot of visioning before he became a clown. Wow. Like that was his, he was, making jewellery and I actually met him in Costa Rica a long time ago and then relinked up in Chile. He's a very interesting guy and um, yeah, he just puts in like what Urge was talking about on, on the weekend was just he just put he just puts in like his pure love into things mm. and you can just tell like even if he's, he'll put the same energy into teaching like kids in the dirt in Bolivia, clowning as he will to like a big workshop in a big theatre or studio. It's the same energy and, and like um, yeah, people just, yeah. like his success comes from his intention. Yeah, okay. And yeah, yeah. It, it's always a great, and he's like, he's got a really good intention. I feel like just feeds off, you know? Yeah. Um, but right. yeah, he's a clever, a clever yeah. guy. You, you've had a lot to balance with all your different jobs and skills. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And like, is it, is it hard a to combine them all into one well. thing you're passionate about? Because your passion sort of moves quite quickly. Yeah, this is, this is the thing. And that's kind of where I came up with the creative consultant because I couldn't I, I love a lot of different things and you know entertainment education experience that I kind of like I could combine everything I felt almost into those three yeah. um, headings um, and yeah it has been difficult to go like you know I'd, I you know my dad's an architect and my mum's a school teacher that's their mm. identity they're an architect that you design houses mm. someone goes what do you do I'm like well, oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a creative. You have a list. Yeah, 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 but yeah. The, the essence of what I do is being creative. I take, I have a look at things and I go, okay, how can we, like with someone, and I'm consulting yeah. with them, I say, what, do you, what is this project? Because I've done so many different jobs and different projects. Mm. I can, there's patterns that start to come up within 
companies within um, specific projects themselves of how they work. Nice. And the pattern is pretty clear to me now as well, like why things, some things work and why some things don't. And it comes back to that energy that I was talking about that Rob had taught me and I'd, I'd seen yep. um, that with you guys and also with what um, Urja was talking about on the weekend. It's like if you have this pure source from somewhere and you really believe in what you're doing, then everything else kind of comes in from that. Mm. And you know, money will come, the right people will come to you, um, which is really hard because you're told in society, okay, you've got to get the money, you've got to get the big jobs, you've got to do all that, but you've got to build it on a foundation of pure energy. Because mm. if it's not, if that's not there, then then it just falls. Well, where did that pure energy come from? Like, how do we will that forward? Yeah. You know? Good question. And maybe like this is what I want to learn more about. Yeah, I think yeah. you guys probably know know more than nah, me here. Yeah. Like yeah. right um, yeah, I think I think it's just being really clear with what what you one can offer to yourself first, and then what you, you think you can offer out, and then just staying true to to what that essence is. And mm. I, and I think. Um, that's the hardest part is like yeah. is there's all you're more it's like a it's like a minefield life it's th things are getting sent to you all the time and you're like what really aligns with what i do mm. and you get better at it as you get older or more yeah. experienced yeah um but yeah I, I would love to learn more about this and this is the path i'm on now i think yeah. of, of learning and i really love this perth's got so many cool oh man there's so things much. happening it's yeah. like yeah. it's mind-blowing yeah. like so I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> excited. <What about> <laughs> I think if Sydney would be so busy and there's so many people, it'd be like a, um, there'd be a lot of stuff happening in Sydney as well. Mm. Yeah. When you're consulting with someone and they have an idea and you sort of have an idea, you have an idea of what ideas work and what, what ideas don't. Sure. And you can tell they're sort of lacking in their intention or whatever. Do you obviously turn that job down or do you try to like coach them or? Yeah, that's the, a, the obstacles you sort of find that's a that really space? good uh, question. I think, um, Often, if it's something that I think I can help with for a start, yeah. I, I will be really honest and say, look, um, either I can use some of the skills I have, mm. like my skills, or I can come in and present someone else who I think would be better at the job yeah. than me and somehow try and work in a way of yeah. being part of it if it's an event or whatever, or, um, or just be blatantly honest with the person and say, hey, look, um, I think what you might need is actually this mm. um, or a combination of these things or the company. Um, most of the work I've had has come through people I know or, or um, old connections who go, oh, do you kind of do that thing? And I go, sort of, but I can kind of make it up. Yeah. But yeah, that would be um, the hardest part. And then because I'm just myself mm. to, to how much time I can put into something or how much I can work. I reckon I can work True. on nine projects. At a time? At a time. That's, that's a about yeah. as many as I, like. Before your brain with, explodes. Yeah, with yeah. different weightings. Mm. But the funny thing is that your own projects are the hardest ones to, to get, to make them better. Like, yeah, it's like right. a relationship. You can see someone else's faults, right? Someone else's shadows. Mm. Because you live in it yourself, it's very hard to, and that's why you have relationships. That's why you do projects, why you do work, because yeah. you, you learn about it. Um, and I'm, I'm the same, like what I'm doing is, is like, <laughs> I need a lot of, <laughs> it's, it's kind yeah, of sucking yeah, yeah, a lot, you know, but, yeah. but what I'm doing for other people is of a higher level. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, again, it's something I'd love to get better at is, is how to be really quick. I worked for a company here called um, The Bullshift Factor, The, yeah. the Bullshift, and they're, they're a conscious communication oh, wow. um, company. I did some consulting work for them and they're awesome. And I've just been giving their book to everyone because I just feel like um, they're, their book is like epic. They've just yeah. like worked out a step process of how to make, I, it could work for relationships, business, uh, whatever you want, but it's just like how to communicate in a certain way that's really clear. Yeah. Mm. And they've got like, kind of like a dot point 
oh, wow. um, system to follow of how to get yourself up the curve, or they call it up the curve of um, just being clear about what you want, how you want to do it, and how you can help people and how you can't. That's and cool. so, so they're, shift, yeah. are they like a marketing company or they're a they're consulting a, company? Yeah, they're consultants, they they're conscious communication, and they started, interesting how, how COVID has really changed a lot of people's business. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I've got one, I can give it to you. Oh, nice. Um, or I think it's online as well. So they were doing, um, going to workplaces, yeah. kind of like there's a group here called the Experience Project as well. They go into yeah. workplaces and do like team building type stuff. Bullshift were, were doing um, conscious communication for the workplace and mm. then COVID hit and they couldn't go out. So they're like, what do we do? Oh, let's um, put it all online, which is a clever idea mm. and create an online um, education project, which was wow. actors doing kind of comedic situations around the office. And oh, then, really? and then yeah. it's, it's cool, it's super cool, it's like entertaining. And I went in as a, as a script writer for some of their- That's cool, man. Uh, and acting in it and it was, um, and then learned a lot about this stuff. So are these videos or are you actually doing live acting? Yeah, they're the videos. Office? Well, they, oh, okay. it could okay, be both, yeah. but, for, but for, as a business model, yep. it's, it's way better because they can just sell, they can make one thing once yep. and sell a subscription to it. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah. people can buy the subscription, which is, an awesome idea and that those videos live for 10 years. So or it's, like, long, it's like skits. You know. Yeah, it's skits. That's yeah. so cool, man. And it's, fu and it's funny because they use comedy as their, yeah, that's why yeah. I liked what they were doing because nice. they were. Bloody stand up comedy a, a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, I've seen. Um, how do I get in touch with that company? I'd love to like sure, talk I can to send, them and work with I'll them. I'll send you an email with all this stuff, but um, the that's guy's so cool. name is Andrew Horobin. I think his background is, <clears throat> he was doing like men's and women's groups a long time yep. ago. Yeah. And I think he had a, a stand-up comedy show as well. I think oh, he nice. was the unmotivational speaker or the demotivational speaker. Oh, okay. yeah, you might yeah. have heard of him. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, and he used to go and just like do unmotivational speeches. I think it's like really funny. And then actually, pretty funny actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then got into this stuff that he does now. But you'd be, you know, you both would be great at it. You'd a lot of experience in this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, in this that field, awesome, dude. Um, they sometimes do. Uh, little skits, and maybe they're worth checking out as well. Yeah, like. yeah. We're, yeah, we're well. gonna start making skits just for fun because I was mm. just seriously like so bored. With because sometimes when you do like all the spirituality work and the healing work, it's just like this is fucking boring. Yeah, yeah. it do needs you know some comedy, I mean? man. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Just, like, yeah. I've, I've, and any ads I ever did in um, in Sydney when it, when they were when a when a company had said, okay, we want to use comedy as our as our um, our bridge or as our method or way of getting uh, a concept across. I was like, that's so cool. Even if it's a, like a big dirty brand, they're like, we're gonna use comedy because mm. I just feel like it's it's clever, you know? Like it's oh, a yeah. clever way. Yeah, people yeah. people can have a laugh. Well memorable as well. Well memorable yeah, and yeah. You, can, you can tell something in a funny way um, and it can be often be more impactful than, yeah. than a real serious I think with Socrates, thing. it's like you, if you wanna tell someone the truth, make them laugh, mm. you know? So that oh, I don't yeah, get offended. Yeah. <laughs> Short form as well. It's yeah. like 30 seconds or, and that's why, you know, you're seeing on like Instagram and uh, TikTok and all this stuff. It's like quick comedy things are often the most. 60 seconds. 60 seconds, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like bang, get to bang, that bit and then it's over. Yeah. yeah. Comedy. It's the way to go. That's crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Were you down at the Frio? Um, comedy factory? Yeah. The, it's yeah. got the dingo on the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The flower yeah. club? Is it called the flower club? Something like that. The dingo flower yeah. club or yeah. the dingo. The, the, the dingo the flower, yeah, there. dingo flower, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did my, my very first stand-up set there. Cool. It was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I know the one of the guys, um, there's a comedian called, 
what's his name? I'm from, I'll have to send it through as well. But yeah, yeah. they came recently for part of Perth Comedy Fest, and I went to that. Oh, really? Yeah. Space, and it was good. They yeah. were from over east, were they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cameron uh, okay, yeah. James um, was one of them. Who was the other? Uh, Luke Kidgel. Luke, um, Luke Heggie. Okay. It's quite, yeah, he's interesting. He's, he like stays down the road from us. There's he's, so he's, many comedians. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. epic. Yeah. It's cool. Apparently there's like about 200, 200 comedians that rotate just in Perth alone. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot, a, a, most of them are all unpaid. Yeah, they yeah. they just love it, you know? Well, what I would, as a creative consultant, yeah. <laughs> what I would suggest to comedians, yeah. and they hate me when I say this, yeah. but... Um, is to start your own quiz show or bingo show or some kind of show mm. that's yours, not as part of like a comedy night because then you're yep. one of 20 comedians yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Kind, you don't really stand out. You don't hold the space for a mm. start. Have an activity that's unrelated to your comedy. So, because um, then you can use that as your show. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I do a night here called Disco Bingo, which is, nice. it's stupid. It's just like bingo in a disco club and we, it's an excuse to be idiots, basically, and play, play like kids games for adults who have been drinking. So it's kind of like yeah. funny, but then it gives it gives me like substance to be able to run a comedic evening. Yeah, and I think like what what is really I mean that's that's not pure stand up comedy because it's. Yeah, pure stand up is it's, you just it's, it's yeah. better it's like you know when you're on a date you have an activity so you don't it's not, it's not too much <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, like, you know, you're not left on your own like oh shit yeah, yeah. but what that does is it may, you, and then you can you've got a service that you can charge for because because people like you know oh, arts music uh, comedy it's like the most important things I think for our mm. society but then people no one wants to pay for it because they, yeah. it, it's not tangible right oh a guy mm. just standing on stage or a guy on the guitar it's like well yeah, but if you're running a bingo night, they're like, oh, bingo, like, they get it. Bingo it's tickets, like, yeah, yeah. or a quiz show. And, and comedians will hate me when I say this, but, but um, then you've got a paid gig yeah. once yeah, a yeah. week or once a, whatever you want to do it, once a month, once a fortnight. And then if you start getting like a, a profile around that, people would actually come and see you afterwards as if you did your own yeah. Yeah, a good reputation show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our friends kind of did something similar, but okay. it, was like, it was his own show. That's where we were mm -hmm. like last. Weekend? Oh, okay, who's, who's that? Yeah, yeah. That was Hamad, Hamad, Hamad yeah. Chowdhury. Hamad, that was his okay. first show. Yeah, yeah Wicked. Well, first event he created called Conscious Comedy. Yeah. Cool. Ah, so Wicked. Hand, hand okay. Handpicked uh, hand some of the best comics and it was Wicked. really, really funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you guys that, like, how do you, my thing now is, like, how to use those skills from kind of, like, the, and I noticed this the last time when I went to the comedy stuff in Frio, mm. was it def it still comes from the world of, like, smoking, drinking cigarettes, and yeah. kind of being angry about the world. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah, the gen, yeah. like comics are just like these, they're awesome, yeah. Yeah. but they're like, they're like tortured artists who are angry at the world. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> my first stand-up stand gig um, at the comedy comedy factory, comedy club yeah. in the city. Mm. One of the main comedians said, sit down next to me when we're chatting, he's like, yeah, us comedians are all dead inside. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, and it's hilarious, like, oh, but it's yeah. like, oh, poor, like, for you, like, how do we make better for you guys? And like, you said just said conscious comedy then i was like how do you translate like some of these things into and i think this is maybe the way of the future and like yeah. where this experience stuff and where this whole movement is going is that like how do we take how do we change entertainment and i think everything so revolves around alcohol in australia and i like i consume yeah. alcohol as well sometimes mm. but it's just like that that's also what pays the the bills a lot of the time yeah, yeah. right but um it's like how do we take that stuff out and make it funny you know like 
playing music at cafes in the morning, you know, where it's coffee and not yeah. just booze or like, I feel like other parts of the world do that so well. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, you know, like, you know, Europe or it's not uncommon to see more buskers or Latin America. There's, things are happening at different times of the day. Mm. Whereas Australia, I feel is a bit like sometimes it's like, okay, I mean, not always, but it's like, you're going to see a band, it's always in a bar. Generally, yeah. yeah. You know, it's yeah, always related true. to alcohol. It's a bar, yeah. That's, that's very true. Bar, yeah. How, how do we get this stuff like comedy and um, the arts outside of alcoholic spaces? Yeah, that's a good idea. Which, hey? I mean, and, yeah. and, and there's some great crews, you know, Sean's doing great stuff, Liberators, there's lots of cool crews doing it. Mm. I feel some of those spaces, I mean, we, we go to that kind of stuff because we, yeah. we exist in those worlds, right? Yeah. If you come from outside, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'll go to an ecstatic yeah. dance. That's a bit. It's a bit weird. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. weird. And if you go, you'll love. You, you might. You, you'll love it. You'll yeah. Love it. Yeah. You know, it's it. awesome. But it's just. Like, it's just it's like, like, oh, yeah. I don't want to go there. It's I, not I, a I was, I was in resistance for so long for ecstatic dance. I was like, yeah. no, I'm going to go weird, like strange, you know, <laughs> yeah. all this kind of stuff. And then when I went there, I'm like, this is fucking Everyone's great. Everyone's really like, in, interesting as well, you know. Yeah, they, all they are. Yeah. Yeah, you meet some pretty cool people there, though. So how to create that, like these old skills in new places? And I think I think there's some definitely some cool movements doing that. But I'd I'd be keen to be part of that so I could do some silly shit Hell yeah. <laughs> in a yeah. non, in, not in a bar. But I yeah. love the bar as well, so it's like, what do you, what do, you that's, do? That's awesome, bro, yeah. <laughs> it's actually cool that you bring that up. I've never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. I've never thought about that. It's actually like, every time when you go out to see like a, an artist or like a band or like mm. um, any sort of like entertainment scene, there's always like alcohol involved. It's because it, yeah. makes, it makes the money. Yeah, it's yeah. And, and you look at it, even going, I went to the footy on Saturday night because friends had a spare ticket. I was like, oh, if you know, free ticket to the footy, that's pretty cool. But then a pint of cider or whatever it was is fifteen dollars. You drink four of those or five of those. Yeah, the plastic cup. Yeah. Bucks. Come on <laughs> and now. it's like this is madness, like the amount yeah. of money we spend on booze. And then people are like, oh, the, the fuel's gone up five cents. You're like, hang on a minute, but fuel's gone up five cents, but then we spend fifteen or seventeen dollars on a pint of beer that gets drunk in one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like it makes no sense. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. I mean, we actually make a lot of money off of this keg, so I'm pretty sure like when I used to work at a bar, I think a keg was like, I think, between 480 to 550 bucks. And people just pay it, like yeah. people don't even think. It's like, yeah. yeah, just spend a couple hundred bucks. So like, it's just it's just what you value in society or what yeah. people tell you, oh, you know, coffee is mm. $7, just buy it. And that's why it was like, I enjoyed about Sunday afternoon. It was like, that was the Sunday session, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. sitting yeah. in a, <laughs> with sitting some in interesting room, people yeah. learning about our lives. Like that was worth, really worth it, you know? Mm. I could have spent that on four pints of beer. 100%. Which would have gone in an hour, you know, yeah. so. Well, I think with, um, with, with winter as well, it's hard to find events to do as well, because normally you're just mm. like chilling at home or whatever, but in summer you can go to the beach and Yeah, there's a lot more outdoor whatever. stuff. Yeah. But need to have more events will be awesome in the winter, so. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah. Well, I think also like cool. our, I mean, people are, people are pretty good at bending the rules, but our, you know, there's certain restrictions in Australia around what you can and can't do. Uh, with food, for example, you know, if you want to be, have a, be a food vendor down at the beach, then you've got to get a truck and bef- it's like 100 grand before you can even start yeah, it's ridiculous. to do that. And then are people going to come? It rains, whatever. So we're going to make it easier for, for those cultures to arise, you know, like you want musicians at you in the morning, then you then create spaces that are easier for them to make money or like loosen the, the laws a bit um, if we want more of that kind of European. Yeah. Yeah. International vibe. Yeah, because we've got everything else. We've got the sunsets the, and the you know. Yeah, <laughs> got the beaches, the, <laughs> the beaches. Waters. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure it'd be very expensive to be like a food vendor because like yeah, you'd have to pay for the van, the license, yeah. and all that stuff as well. Those right? vans are so expensive as well. Yeah. yeah. 
And you, if you have the van, right, you pay you buy 150 grand for an average trailer or van. Yeah. You actually can't make the food in that trailer. No, you need no, to come it's all the kitchen yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how many fucking bills do you have? Yeah, to pay? you like, need to pay like a whole bunch oh, of really? licenses. Yeah, 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 I tried to do it with, yeah. the, with the Jew thing. I had to get a commercial kitchen to get yeah. my licensing, which is a minimum of like three days a week and a certain amount of money. Yeah. Then the van on top, I'm like, that's, that's, it's that's crazy. already like for me, this is, I'm out. I guess I guess <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, bending it's, the rules, pretty, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. as things change. I, mean, I remember even Perth, like before we had small bars, like it was only large bars because the licensing for for alcohols is so expensive that a small bar simply couldn't exist because they couldn't afford a license, right? Mm. And then over time, it gets pushed through, and people what people want yeah. gets becomes a reality. So I think if you just start doing it, and everything's so like nothing could actually if you if you started a business. 100% following the rules, you'd, you'd be broke before you oh, like began because it's impossible, right? Yeah. Depending on what you're doing. But if you bend, I think Australians are very good at bending the rules and just kind of making sure you kind of, you know, you start, you started yeah. to use someone else's commercial kitchen and then you, oh, so you can actually be operating out of someone else's, you know, you're renting their space in a truck and then all of a sudden it's a donation system or, you know, until it gets to a certain spot, people are yeah. like, oh, we love this and we want it. and. It just is okay. Got to be, got to be street smart, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to be ballsy yeah. too. Like some of the moves. Yeah, take, it's risk. I mean, it's risk taking. Like, well, if I get caught, I'm done. But how would you not going to get caught? Yeah. Unless someone really wants to hurt someone's you. Someone's really pissed don't. off about you. And that's the thing. I, I think like we should have more incentive to, to um, stick behind small business, uh, and mm. that's part of what I do for for people as well. I try and find grants or sponsors or community support. There's a whole bunch of different ways we can self fund things now, mm. um, because small business is what really keeps an economy running yeah, because we pay uh, proportionately uh, the right amount of tax when larger companies yeah. and multinationals are, are doing very well at, at hiding what they oh, yeah. <laughs> proportionately, right? So yeah, there should yeah. be more incentive. And I think also we're, we're keeping things um, diverse as well. Otherwise, it's all just going to be Starbucks. It's all just going to be generic brands. Like I've seen it in Frio even. I think there's only two or three old restaurants left in Frio that aren't wow. aren't franchises, right? So, you know, yeah. like, otherwise, it's if they, they go, experience. then it's yeah. just a franchise that's there and, 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 you know, a certain feeling is lost because it's not, there's no longer a connection to it. Yeah. Uh, or someone's just working there and they don't care. Or, you know, so it's like, how do we keep supporting small, yeah. Yeah. small um, businesses? The last few years know? destroyed small businesses. Exactly. It's been really hard during it's COVID like as well. I remember when we went to Frio, it was just like so weird seeing like everything, oh, every, yeah, everything closed, just empty shops and like this one's closing, that one's closing. Yeah. Um, even when we went to, um, I think it was the city, so, so many of the shops had closed Shut as down. well. Yeah, yeah. It's sad, the, hey? Yeah. It was really sad because you can see that some of these people are like, especially like um, those, sh- those um, food restaurants that when we came to Australia, which was like 11, 10 to 11 years ago, yeah. they were there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they were there for like, the whole time, eight to ten years, and then all of a sudden, the last two years, it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it was just so sad. You know, like we, how would how would we how would we incentivize to keep to get them restart that business? Like you know, they would have lost so much money. It's hard with think with like retail. Like you'll see like retail if it's not a cafe or selling some other produce at the same time, it's hard to keep it because or if it's not a big brand because rents are so high and everything's online, right? You can just yeah. go like, I, I do that now even. I like buy stuff online because it's like, I'm at, you know, at work or whatever, I need to get something quick. Yeah. And that's just easy rather than me taking an hour off after a on fine stuff. Mm. Um, but how like, I've noticed it in Subi as well. It's like starting to, there's life coming back in. It's usually the coffee shops, 
uh, yeah, yeah. that start. To, I think we've got a great coffee food culture, and food yeah. and beverage yeah. in Australia, like that kind of thing. So coffee's a bit really good. But how do we repurpose spaces, you know, that like have uh, cheaper rents for, you know, small business or creatives who are running things like mm. this, or, you know, so you can be in a shop front uh, and then keep our centres, because we've got this satellite mentality in, in, in Australia, especially Perth, where you just keep building out, <laughs> out, out, having this yeah. mall culture, which just comes yeah. from the States, and not really our culture, uh, where we could be, you know, developing the spaces that need, repurposing mm. spaces. Yeah, and now we've got the internet, we can. You know, there's some great, um, uh, like, what's they called? Space Market in Frio. They go around and find old um, offices and old buildings that are unused and then offer those out to uh, people who might have businesses that might suit those spaces. So with the internet, we can really... I mean, Airbnb, you saw Airbnb yeah, do that. Um, so there's a lot of disruption in that, in that world where we can, if we've got the internet, we can... The good things about the internet, mm. <laughs> we can... Yeah. Um, you know, anything's possible. So a small business can be good in that way as well, um, depending what you're, depending what yeah, you're selling. So, yeah. <laughs> so out of the projects you've done and the creative <clears throat> events that you've done, what, yeah. what have been the most impactful and moving that you've been a part of and also a little bit out there or different? Sure. I think probably one of the best things I did in the last 10 years was run a, a music group in Sydney. It's something yeah. I haven't had much time to do here in Western Australia. It was called the BYO Social Club. And it was literally a jam group where we would play in small bars, cafes, restaurants, and it was like, like bring just bring your own. Like it was like bring your own instrument. Instrument, and if you rock up, then you know the bar would help us out with a few beers and food or whatever. But um, yeah, it was kind of improvised. Oh wow! So you don't don't practice? You just no. Well, the idea was that we'd meet on Wednesday night, and you'd bring everyone would bring. It was like quick way to form a band, you know, if everyone yeah. brought three songs and the idea yeah. was one, one cover, one original and one jam song. Mm. If three people bring three songs and you've already got, you've got, you know, four threes or 12, you've got a set list. Nice. It never really worked out that way. It was always just, it was complete chaos, oh, really? but it was um, interactive. And then what I've noticed from, from, from projects, this is another thing where people can make the thing their own Mm. or people identify with the thing. You know, look at Cold Nips, look at um, yeah. Liberators, any one of these big, bigger form pro- um, kind of events where people find their own place within it, their own belonging, then mm. it's successful because th- they're, they're part of it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not a product which has been sold to them, they're, they're part of the product. And so that's what, it, what BYO was. And then people could jump up where you'd have microphones flying around. We'd, it was performance like based karaoke as well. As well. Yeah, yeah, you just jump up and everyone, anyone could play. There was no, it wasn't like going to see a band. It was like you were part of the band. That's cool, man. Yeah. Shakers and things. Yeah. So that, that was probably the most. You did that in Perth, man. Let me know. Eh? Yeah, I'd love to get it get it going here. I, I'm a bit time poor. Yeah. And, and and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I can't Bring some shakers. But, uh, I'm pretty sure I can sing some 70s ballads. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it works well in small spaces, yeah. I found. And it works well. And this is what I've noticed, um, the work I've done in bars. Mm as a consultant is that when people, small bars are great or small spaces are good because people meet each other, right? And so if you go out to a massive space, then if we're like having a drink over here or we're doing something over here and there's uh, interesting looking people over there or some cute girls or some Mm. some cool people, whatever, it's weird 
if I walk up to them and say, hey guys, hey, yeah. like that's weird. In yeah, our yeah, culture, that's, that's pretty weird. Yeah. Especially, yeah. I think, maybe a little bit in Perth. So, yeah. but if you're bumping up to next to someone, it's like, boom, oh, sorry, oh, hey, or you're at the bar, it's really tiny. Yeah, it's more, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, hey, I'm, I'm Giles, or oh, hey, you go. And then it's it's kind of funny. It feels right. a little bit more villagey. Yeah. Mm. And then if there's an experience that you're all part of together, yeah. like music or something funny happens, or there's some kind of entertainment that mm. connects everybody, then I think people have a great time and they remember being part of something. True, yeah. That's so small spaces, I mean, obviously hard during COVID, but maybe we can go yeah. back to that now. Yeah, I um, hope so, yeah. Awesome. Using that theory, I went to Japan, um, came in as a entertainment person for some bars in Japan that were in the snow and it was a largely a, a well, kind what of- What were you doing? You were a singer, musician? Was, I was hired as a, as a musician, but I'm, a, I'm not a very good musician. Oh, really? So. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, 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 that would be interesting. <laughs> Are you like the singer or you play the guitar? I play a guitar and sing a bit, but I know okay. I like can play I can play like three songs, that's it. Okay, what are the songs? Oh uh, like La Bamba. Like Shaggy, Shaggy songs. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, like Fuck silly yeah, stuff. Man. Really um, but they a friend got me in and was like and then they realised I think when I got there that I could do other things, yeah. yeah. They're like, okay, you go and do something else. And um, well, I did a jam night, which actually ended up being the best yeah. best yeah. night. But Hell so yeah. I figured like there's, there's often people have everything really good set up, like well set up well, but they're just one element away from what can change the thing completely. Mm. And so that's when having someone else's idea can be really cool because they can see this tiny, it's like this what's called the tipping point, the tipping mm. point of a project where, for example, in this bar, they had karaoke on a Monday night. Uh, Tuesday on a trivia uh, uh, on a Tuesday. Wednesday night was um, a music night. They had all the nights, mm. but they weren't really working. And so I came in and I, I looked at karaoke, and I was like, okay, um, here's what we're going to do. Karaoke is now going to be kimono karaoke. Kimono. So I drove down to Nagano, uh, sliding around in the snow. Went and bought a whole bunch of kimonos from an old, okay, like an old Japanese kimono store. That night at karaoke, everyone got a kimono. So you, you you come into the bar and and then you like already there's a there's a talking point because everyone mm. everyone's a bit silly they're wearing a costume right yeah yeah so then you could that gives me an excuse to talk to to Brett because he's also wearing kimono yeah do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like if you carry a guitar down the street you can talk to someone just because they've got a guitar or a dog yeah yeah yeah, You're yeah, allowed yeah. To it's talk a good to opener it's like social yeah allowance right that's cool that's really cool I like that and then we could we could have it and then everyone got a team name like kids games but then you start to form identities and then people have excuses because people want to connect, yeah. but you have to give them currency to do so. 100%. And so that's how, you know, that one little idea and then the jam, um, music night, instead of having just a guy playing guitar, it became interactive jam night. Mm, and it, song requests and stuff like that? Or yeah, or you could just person. get up, you know? Like, oh, dude, that's so, cool. But, not, but I wouldn't call it an open mic night because that conjures up a certain idea. Yeah, yeah. Called yeah. it like open jam. So they're going to be good. You'd be like, are you a singer? You want to well, come on? Well, you just have to be willing to get involved. Yeah, true. So there's small ideas that can kind of change um, how like a project is is very close to something and it's working. It's a bit of source, you know. Yeah, a yeah. little bit of source, and that's yeah. I think what I what I can bring to. <laughs> that's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. maybe sometimes. Yeah, yeah. If it, yeah. If it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If well, it's you, the right source. Well, you've got to try it to see if it works, right? Yeah, and if it does, and then then you do more of it. You know, yeah. you just keep mm. adapting and. Um, Mm. Well, what's that one big vision you've got in the back of your head that you sort of haven't put enough time into that you really want to push out? Is there a little golden nugget that you're working on? Oh, 
I think it's to do with this kind of stuff, like something like I said, I want to move more into experience. Mm. I want to take the skills of entertainment and educa education, get them out of bars and, and schools and maybe into other places where we can learn retreats or yeah, totally um, retreat. I don't know, like community centers or like, like you said before, Ryan, like it's like um, we need other places to learn things in life and, and somehow make that really fun and mm. communal. And I think, I think everyone's looking for belonging connection community yeah how to create more of that um that's definitely where i'm going i haven't worked out how it's yeah, yeah. gonna happen yet but connecting with you guys is a is a start yeah <laughs> and given that you've traveled so much i think mm. like traveling i would say like traveling is the best way to wrap your wrap your head around like human interaction and culture mm. you know like when you interact with so many different people so many different cultures you you have the ability to kind of understand people differently, I guess, because I'd, I think that when you're in a country where you don't even speak their language, mm. you don't just pick up the like superficial stuff, like your brain's picking up like other like yeah, yeah, subconscious yeah. cues, and you know, like other little things. So like when you do bring all that knowledge into like your teaching and your experiences, it's going to be very, it's going to be amazing. I feel like it'd be very powerful as well. And we're lucky, like Australia is a mixture of so many different places and yeah. we can just, we're taking like the the best of all the of all the good stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like the Italians arrive with the coffee and the, mm. and the Greeks with the, the the olives, and we're getting all these great bits of, of, of everyone's cultures, and we we can have the best of it, and that's what's cool about about here. Uh, and you're hundred percent right. Like if you can if you can pick things about the people you've met in your life, the places you've been, and put those into your future kind of vision, um, that's kind of what I feel like it is for me yeah. now. Like landing back in Perth after leaving kind of 15 years ago um, and then using some of the ideas that worked in other parts of the world here and being more like I'm here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but just excited because I think there's so many, like, I'm just blown away by how many cool, cool yeah. things there are yeah, in yeah, WA. Yeah. So, so many different avenues. Yeah. 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 ADD, so I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, so many projects. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool to have like a space, like even like the, the Vibe Hive. For yeah, example, that's, like, yeah, exactly. Once a fortnight, people, everyone go. meets there who can just, on a performance, so if someone's got comedy, someone's got a band, or someone's got yeah. this, everyone can just sort of share in hosting for a night, which would yeah. be yeah. awesome. Yeah, all those things. Actually, yeah. I wanted to ask you, given that you've traveled so much, like, what is the main takeaway experiencing all these different cultures and different people? Mm. Um, takeaway in terms of like what what I've learned, or what's or what's the thing that stayed with me the most? Yeah. Oh, that's an awesome question. I think it's curiosity. Yeah. Like keep being curious. And I, I think as I get older, I find myself, and that's what I, what I talked a lot about on Sunday, what I was wanting to get out was like a negative thought pattern or a fixed mindset that we sometimes get into when we think we've come to a point where we can't get any more or our own, we're our own barrier, right, to our own stuff. And I think learning as, and part of learning, you know, part of traveling, part of experiencing new things and new cultures, you're always learning. Uh, on seeing how people do different things, seeing how they the design in Japan, seeing the kids' games in Cambodia, like you're constantly being curious. And if you can keep that curious state, which we all had as children, yeah, and we kind of lose as we get older because we get locked into, oh, I need to, do, yeah, I yeah. need to do this, I need to have this. If you can break out and be curious, then then every day is like magical, you know, because you're yeah, always yeah. learning. Mm. Um, and if you translate that into what you do. The, the smartest people I know, I watch how they work and they're just curious and they're always asking questions 
and it's very rarely about them. It's always about other people like, okay, how do I, and then because you're surrounded by magicians, you know, everyone yeah. is a PhD in, in something because everyone's had a completely unique experience. Mm. Maybe the, you know, the key is to unlock everyone's um, possibilities and yeah. be curious to that, uh, which I, you know, which is hard. Yeah, Relationships yeah. work, your own yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to be curious. But yeah, being curious would be, um, would be the one, I think. Yeah, funny that you say that because mm. I think it's, um, um, I'm not sure, uh, Brendan something wrote, who wrote the book High Performance okay. Habits. And he says like what these high performance always seek is clarity. Mm. And it's like one of the, um, I think it's one of the top skills that nice. they, um, that, that, that they embody in order for them to, be, to become high performance. Okay. Uh, high performance being people. Clear. Yeah. Being cl clear. So they ask a whole bunch of questions. Great. And like try and attain as much clarity from like what they're trying to do. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So which is, like, which is quite, quite interesting. But like when you, when you went to Japan, did you go by yourself? Uh, sort of, yeah. I went by myself and I met um, some friends over there who also, well, they were actual musicians. Yeah, I, was, okay, yeah. I was just like to tag along yeah, yeah. musician. They're kind uh, of musician. Yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of musician. <laughs> um, but then, you know, met a whole bunch of people there. And it was really working with Australian audiences there because the, the, the Japanese knew that they, like, we, they didn't understand how, and their clients were Australian, mm. uh, um, Australian travellers. So we had some Japanese, some mostly Australians. So but so that, yeah, but I met a lot of people there. But I've, I've done different versions of like self-travel, travel. On, I, I really enjoy going places with a project. Because yeah. then I feel like you've got a, a good reason to be there. You often meet the local people. And then if you can have time after your project to integrate or, or travel, then you already know people. Yeah, um, the best way to go, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's all different types. You can travel with a family or with a partner. I've done a little bit of, of everything. And, um, but I really enjoy going somewhere with a, with a purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I think you just have a different experience. Purpose and then having some free time afterwards to just... to explore yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and i miss yeah. it i haven't been i haven't been out for a couple of years so uh itching yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah, yeah. Th where are you gonna head to next have you got like an idea of a place you want to oh. you want to sort of ground in perth for a bit i, I love perth and, I'm, and i've got a bit of a pathway here now i i definitely feel like i haven't seen any of africa i haven't mm. been to the middle east um eastern europe there's all there's lots of parts of Asia I still haven't been to. Yeah. My dad yeah. was born in the States, so I'd love to. I've only been to like certain parts of the States. I'd love to see inland, weird mm. cultures in the United States as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I always lots. wanted to go to Reunion Island and Mauritius and those kind of places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Caribbean. Maybe you need like a global global project where you can take on tour. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, well, you can if you get it all online. At the yeah. moment, I'm hey, hey, physical. There's like travel mm. shows. Yes. The travel shows. Right? Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was comedian. Traveling um, podcast. I've seen some comedians, not the best comedians, but they're just amazing on social media and TikTok. Mm, yeah. These guys travel all around, yeah. just doing their shows because the TikTok has blown up for them. Yeah, exactly. Got, I got some comedians who are just in Perth who don't leave, who are amazing. Yeah. Like this, work miracles in a dead crowd, but they're not famous I'm like it's, how is this possible you know it's like, this yeah. funny yeah I, I look at that as well and I, I think they're, they're two very different things I think one's like a produced thing to it like an audience which you can then um, edit obviously and, and, yeah. and change around but they're, they're two different depending on what you enjoy like do you enjoy more I mean I, lo I love I mean there's a guy and that's what I reckon do you know the cooking show reckon, guy yeah. Dude, he he's, a, he's a brilliant example of the online world too yeah if you're building up a really awesome following and he's got a great like his stuff is it's it started him just going out to like boat shows and like 
stupid pompous things and he was just basically taking the piss out of it and then all of a sudden he starts cooking because that's what he's yeah he's good at like he's a chef and he's a musician so he just kind of worked on him on that and now he'll sell out shows all around australia and he's got a book which you can like he's a clever i remember his guy. first cooking video just took off yeah like it just went so viral i was like whoa this yeah guy. i think he had like fifty thousand followers over to a million like yeah essentially within a matter of a few weeks Having yeah. having like that one or two things that you're really good at, like, and that's what I I I don't have because I, I I work on everyone else's things, which is yeah. my thing, which I which I which I enjoy. But yeah. if you have like, okay, I'm a Japanese fisher, mm. then you know, like, that's yeah. my market. That's what I do. You yeah. know, like, uh, and that's what I reckon is like in a West Sydney um, kind of like anarchist mm. chef. That's like his vibe. You know, yeah. he's really good Strong at. Strong vibe, yeah. And and he kept like Struthless is another guy. The um, uh, in a West artist, he does like those cartoons and stuff. Have you seen him? He's really cartoons. good as well. What's his name? Uh, Struthless, I think he's called online. Yeah, but I, I can't remember his actual That's name. That's awesome, cartoons. I, I really wanted to make a cartoon, eh? Hey? Check out Struthless, yeah. you'll dig his stuff. Like, and same again, I saw him at art shows like 10 years ago and he was just like an art school kid doing stuff and then now he's just blown up. Like, and he's done some really great mental health work and it's alternative, I think, because um, it it's comes from a place of... of, of um, yeah, just truthfulness again. Like he's just done yeah. it because that, and that's why it's expanded. But yeah, having one thing is good, which I, mm. I'm ADD. Like I, I mean, you, you need to be the, <laughs> yeah, you need to be the yeah, guy no, behind the guy. Like you create the guy. Yeah, and I, I quite like that. You know, I love to work with different things. My, my thing is just just putting energy into a thing because I love. I'm just I'm fascinated by people. Yeah, you know, like I think you guys have probably got the same yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Hence the podcast. You know. Yeah, mm. I got one more question for you. Mm -hmm. A bit of a sidestep. Yeah, but sure. Working in mental health, have you experienced much people with addiction, drugs, alcohol, things of that nature? Not, not so much because I'm more in, I'd say, the PG realm of okay. mental health. Like I'm not a social worker. I'm not, a, I'm not like a support worker. I'm not a, um, mm. I have friends who do that work and yeah. I, I take my hat off to them. It's, a, it's an a, amazing space and there's some really great mm. work being done there. I'm on the PG education oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. side okay. of things. So it's like um, high school is? Yeah, high school oh, okay. yeah. And, and just making, I think, mental health content approachable for mm. young people, okay. well, which is good, but I don't, I don't deal with addiction and things like have that. You, have you seen a kid and you're like, yeah, he's going to be one of those. <laughs> well, they're, they're incredible. Teens are, like you're saying, they're amazing. Like they're, you like meet teens these days, they're like, well, my portfolio and Bitcoins, like my NFTs are all through the roof. You're like, oh. yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think I was skateboarding when yeah. I was your age. <laughs> Don't lose your youth though, you know? Yeah. Like, like 17 and it's, a, it's like, he's got a bigger net worth than you are. Yeah, teenage. probably. But it's like, man, you, got, you also got to like fuck up and like, yeah. and have, make some mistakes and like travel yeah. and, you know, like, Yeah, I'm sure that will come Yeah, the little punks. But I'm interested yeah. <laughs> in, in things like addiction and, and um, yeah. I, get, we, I guess we all have our own addictions. I think mine are like sugar and maybe pleasure. I think pleasure is a massive addiction yeah, for yeah. most people. Um, so I'd be, I'd be interested to learn more well, about what, it. What are some yeah. of the biggest obstacles you face when it comes to performing and acting and just putting yourself out there in the world so, so radically? Your own self like that. And that's what I was like interested in on Sunday. I think we're all our own barrier to, to like endless potential. And if you mm. can start to... I know, like I'm, I'm new to this as well. It's something I, I, um, I, I don't know much about, and I'd love to learn mm. more. Like if you can really crack into mindsets that are completely open, mm. then literally anything is possible. And yeah. it's, um, I mean, that sounds like pretty out there, but it's true. If you believe it's true, then it's true for you. Yeah. And, and we're learning a lot about like neuroscience, like what you create in your mind is what is going to be external to you as well. 
And mm. so I do a lot of stuff in the high schools about like um, we visualize things. I do like the, the negative fox and the positive fox, you know, like the yeah. one you feed is the one that will grow. Mm. Your brain doesn't know the difference between bad and good. It just, it just is, yeah. it, everything just is. So that's a bit of a trip for me too mm. on the healing journey, right? Mm. The more you sort of look for limiting beliefs and things to heal and traumas, are you just yeah. like, putting a spotlight on creating yeah, Because yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm doing that because I'm like, I swear, yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't have these problems six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was doing all right. Now I'm fucked. Like. And that's where the comedy will come in. I, yeah. I think that that's where that conscious comedy and that could be the yeah. beauty of it because you can't take any of this stuff too seriously. Oh, yeah, through, you know? yeah. like you've, got to, you've got to put it in a box and say, like, you could go down the rabbit hole of learning about yourself. You, you will. We all do for, yeah. for the rest of our lives. But you've got to be able to step out of it and go, okay, you know, like, I'm doing all right as well, yeah. and everyone goes through, through shit. And like, um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I've, I'm, I do the same. So I'm like, yeah. oh, another book about like this all and this that. Crap. Yeah, you know, you got to look at it from a perspective. Well, what I found the most yeah. effective is before I used to go on stage, you to be so uh, terrified, mm. anxious, all this mm. kind of stuff, and I would mm. dwell on it and like all this sort of stuff. But I would find a way to hit a certain switch in my mind, yeah, where the anxiety would go away, awesome. and I'm like, I'm fucking ready to get on the stage, yeah. But it would always creep back in. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to focus on that anxious feeling because it just perpetuates it and gets it bigger and bigger and bigger. Sure. I want to focus on that little tweak without having this whole process of yeah, going yeah, back yeah. to your parents and past lives and whatever else. It's like, I just want to turn on and perform. Like, 100%. Yeah, but I f- someone out there has to know how to do this, like Tony Robbins and things like that. Oh, yeah. Dude, Tony Robbins is the idea. Of course he does. Do the, the, sorry, go on. No, do you have things like that you can sort of switch on when you're about to perform or when you're about to go into a big meeting and you're anxious and you just, how do you turn yeah, on, there's you know? there's um there's different. Th- I think in the acting world, and I never studied acting. I just did. You just did it. Jobs yeah, like that's how I. L- I was like, yeah. well, if I want to be a director, I need to be directed, mm. and then end up there acting from there. And you could go to acting schools, and they're all very expensive. And I thought, well, how about I just go and do some acting? Yeah. And there are lots of different, um, you know, the Meisner technique, the you know, all these famous the. Ch- Chai, whatever his name is, amazing people have got with cool techniques. Mm. I think with all this stuff and anything in life, there's going to be something unique about you mm. that no one else has, and you got to remember that you're, you have you have something completely different. You mm. there's no one else like you. So True. whatever you bring out there is, it's going to be different. If you're trying to replicate someone else, it's not going to work. Yeah. If you're trying to please someone, it's not going to work. If you're doing like uniquely what is your thing then it's going to come out purely you know mm. uh, in terms of like maybe preparing for that um maybe not drinking coffee <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. True, true. Yeah. having something to eat like i i think before we do a sp- we um speak in s- sometimes in front of thousands of teens and i find it easy to speak to teens I, I would be horrified to speak in front of my contemporaries like oh really lots of people our age i would, yeah, I would yeah, freak yeah. out but teens for some reason i i, I just this is your thing i like their vibe yeah i get them yeah. Um, but yeah, I always make sure I've had something to eat that I haven't had a coffee because I get anxious from coffee. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's visualization techniques you can do. You can make yourself bigger. There's all that, that stuff. Mm. I think just, just like literally walking st- straight out there and not, not, yeah. Like, but the cold plunge is fucking Yeah, cold plunge and not thinking about it. There's a, the Michael Jordan documentary, what's the last dance? Like I really was fascinated by his, his mindset and how good he got at doing something. And he just mm. never somehow when he got in the basketball court was able just to live completely in the moment. And it's it's so so cliche, but it's so true. Without thinking about what's happened before or what's going to happen, then you don't have any any barrier. 
because it's only the present moments. That's why he hits so many shots. It's like the Buddha, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like meditation. Because the reason he's not thinking about, oh, I've missed this before, it might go in. He's not thinking, oh, in the past I've done it better. He's just like, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And if you can replay that. It's amazing, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't, like, I don't like, I don't know, I think just get just doing it. Yeah, just going out there, it. it sounds like pretty you know, crap apparently, advice. Apparently only slept like four hours a night. Yeah, wow. Crazy. Really? Yeah, dude. Just Which is even guy. more impressive. Mm. That's insane. If I get like six hours, I'm like grumpy as hell. Yeah. You know? it, could be a, it could be a limiting belief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he used to have like a, he had a crazy gambling problem. And mm. um, he used to go out and just like gamble and just like chill with, his, with the mates. Yeah. And he, um, and as, pretty much as soon as he finishes, he goes home. I'm pretty sure he's like sleeps so, or like, Three or four hours, wakes up, goes to practice, uh, finishes practice, does whatever he needs to do, does his game, does the same thing all over again. Wow. Oh, yeah, so he's yeah. in routine. Yeah, he had this routine. And he was like, like it still blows my mind that he, is pro- he probably is the most greatest basketball player in the world. Yeah, you know, I think no, so. no, probably. It's, yeah. he's, he, he is up there. He's reckon better than LeBron James? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got more charisma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a big gold earring, yeah, yeah. man. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big 80s jackets, like, yeah. 90s yeah. jackets. Yeah, you can't beat the 90s. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't. It's a ridiculous style. But then, like, <laughs> LeBron's got has made what nine finals appearances. Yeah, all his stats technically. Mm. Yeah, he says like that he would be better than Jordan. But then again, he's got Jordan had six rings. Six Jordan's finals. got panache, man. He's got yeah. he's got like that, that X factor. Yeah, yeah. I, I got <laughs> to focus more on Michael Jordan <laughs> and figures like that. Yeah, Michael Jordan was a beast. So was Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, Kobe Kobe had a similar mindset to Michael Jordan. Mm. His, his just, mindset was phenomenal. Like it's like, I've just watched like a couple of his podcasts. Mm. Yeah, and like his work ethic apparently um, before every game, he's before every game he'd go shoot a hundred free throws. Wow! And just get into the just get into the zone before every game he shoot a hundred free throws. Yeah. And he used to outwork everyone. That's why he, I guess that's why he's 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 definitely like one of the best as well. But their mindset, like they for the top, I'd probably say the top elite basketball players except Shaq, mm. is insane. Is except Shaq. Except Shaq. <laughs> oh man! Shaq's had a cool name as yeah. well. Yeah, like, Shaq, Shaq's <laughs> had a cool name, but. <laughs> He's hilarious, but he's like, yeah. I think he's, he's, he was really good. He's still like easily top 10, but like his, his work ethic wasn't as good as Kobe, Kobe's. Like Kobe used to give him shit because his work ethic wasn't as good. <laughs> part of his vibe, man. He's, yeah. doing, he's doing really good now. Like, yeah, yeah well, that's viral. true. That's true. And it's like, it surprises me when you see like some of these like super duper elite athletes, like if they have like a really shit diet, really terrible sleeping habits, or mm. um, they just do look really random shit. Like, I'm just like, well, how, you, how are you one of like the best athletes uh, in the world, but, you, but your diet is a, is a, a yeah. cup of coffee, candy, and like one meal in the middle of the day. What about yeah. some of these rock stars, man? Yeah, you that's... Know, like go on stage and send like a five hour show and they're just like drunk or like on uh, coke or whatever. It's yeah, but, but that's like... That's that, you like, know, willpower, you know? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's willpower. But I don't know, I think like if you're a rock star, it's not like physically demanding. You oh, know what I, I mean? It's physically demanding, man. Compared to okay, you, you, you that. Or not, maybe not like basketball. Or like yeah. basketball, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Or like or like soccer, like Ronaldinho. You know, Ronaldinho apparently used to rock up to practice drunk. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Oh, how wild is that? And then you see like other like top tier athletes like Cristiano Ronaldo, um, who was another one. Uh, Cristiano mm. Ronaldo. Stephen Curry, um, LeBron James, mm. who have like everything is so pristine, like yeah, in their life. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
the sleeping habits, the, the sleeping. That sleep would thing suck up. as well. You know, you'd, you know? you'd go, you know, you'd go, you'd go like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, every every single word that they say is like held to such a high esteem, so they've got to hold themselves. But yeah. I still find it quite impressive because, like, oh, it's amazing. It's like these people. At least I think that they're like at their highest, highest form. They're being, mm. they're, they're at, that, that's their purpose. You know, yeah, like they're, yeah. they've been put in on the this flow. Earth. Yeah, in they're flow. in flow state. There's no way you cannot be in flow state and be like such an elite performer. Yeah. And it, it goes so much so to like you could go into like other things. Like if you if you look at someone like who um, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and people like that. There's no way these people wouldn't be there if they were not. They did not have like a really insane ability to stay in the present mm. and to be in a flow state yeah, all the time. Totally agree. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's just for me, it's kind of like, how do, you, how do they tap into that flow state so consistently yeah. all the time and like perform so at such a high level all the time? Good question. That's, the, that's, the, that's what we're going to find out. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> Practice. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. It's like an hour and a half. Awesome. Yeah, thank wow. You. That, was that really? So much, that was a, yeah, that uh, yeah, was a good flow. So much, it was great dude. to have a chat. Thanks for having me. No worries at all, man. <laughs> Such a pleasure.